You listen to Irish Radio Canada Home and Abroad, and I am at the Godrich Celtic Roots Festival, and I'm sitting across from Taig Omahar, Osbalachli, and uh, we're going to hear a little about Taig's story. He's uh, a graduate, as I understand, from Limerick, and also now works, does some work in the University in Indiana, and uh, is an active musician. And while here in Godridge, is teaching and also performing Tafalsharot. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, straight into where where did music come from for you? Uh, I mean, two parents who were hugely interested. I think was probably the big thing. Dad, dad didn't play at all. Mum played a tiny bit of piano. Um, I don't think would call us would have called himself a traditional musician if you know what I mean. But um, there would have been mad. Clancy Brothers, Dubliners, Bothy Band, um, they'd have gone to the Flas and stuff like that. Like so hugely into it and were keen to, to get us started. And then at home there was a tiny little eight bass, I'd say, Honer piano accordion that was I think my grandmother's who not not that she played, but it was there and so that's what I was what to learn. I actually have that one in that would, my mother gave me that one, I still have it. Ah, lovely. <laughs> she brought it out on one of her visits. <laughs> The piano accord, uh, yeah, because I was starting it at one stage. Never got anywhere, but I have it the two button. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was kind of like un- unusual enough, and it was yeah. hard enough to find the piano accordion class, as right. you know, like teacher, because it was all it was all button. And um, there, there, was, there was a piano in the house as well, like that. I obviously would have bashed away on, but I basically I, I took lessons for a while. I remember, I think I like have a medal from the the under nine Dublin Fesh or something like that I think but then uh, playing Gaelic football dislocated a finger when I was about I don't know nine or ten or something like that and then so that kind of disrupted things like you know it was a few months not playing and never really got back and went back and couldn't find a teacher and went back so eventually then I was as a teenager I um, got involved in the cultists, but not not one of the bigger cultists, the smaller than cultists in Kinsley. Nice. Um, and uh, there was a great team of people. There was Frank Lamb and Joe Hughes and a few others. And um, I guess really that it was kind of started making friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was all of a sudden we had this great friend group, and we were small enough that we had to go together with the cultists over in Malahide. And between the two of us, we could put together a group for the for the fly and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm some of my best friends still, like, you know, um, from there. So kind of all of a sudden, like, when, you know, you were I was doing well enough uh, playing-wise and it was such crack. And then, so both my parents are teachers, so I was kind of um, always going to be a teacher, really. And then and then kind of coming when, when push came to shove and was doing the leaving cert, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stick with music for a while and uh, had heard so much about the course in Limerick. Um, where you could literally take Irish music, tra- traditional music as your focus and so put that in and then went, moved down there and that's where I met the, the Gwitcha gang yeah. um, who <coughs> I've played with up until only about I'd say a month and a half ago, two months ago I've officially stepped away from Gwitcha right. um, kind of because of the, the challenges of being transatlantic at the moment but um, again like we just kind of fell into a group together and it was it kind of took off and uh, then I scored Joanna I met down in Limerick as well my, my wife who plays with me and one for the Foxes and yeah. Uh, yeah so it's kind of just been all around me since then like yeah a few things you mentioned there you mentioned Coltus <coughs> and of course the All-Ireland Fly um, is a recent occurrence in Ireland and um, 
what struck me at the FLA and I've been to a few of them is that the number of young people that are around the streets playing music and um, how encouraging it is that it's not grey-haired people that tend to predominate a lot of other organisations that the actual musicians and the other thing even about here at Godridge what I was commenting to my wife about was here the audience was grey but the, the stage was young and Limerick the other thing is and we were chatting about this my wife and I this morning was that the great thing about Limerick was it, was, it seems to bring people together in a wonderful environment and these are international students not just Irish students so as that you are actually not only getting an academic grounding but you're potentially finding musical partners for life yeah no absolutely um uh, on, on all accounts there yeah I think the, the 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 sort of I mean one of the big things about the tradition in, in is the the intergenerational sort of communication that you can have like you can whether you're you know whether you're 12 and flying it on the box or you're 112 and find it on the box like you can sit down and we'll see a few tunes in common like yeah. that's all you need and so that's always been um, it's been you know it's, it's always a great feature I think of the music but the, on Limerick is, is interesting as well yeah as, as you mentioned it, it's um, again it, and it's, I know it's changed a little bit since my time there the, the structures and stuff like that a tiny bit but it's that that as you mentioned it, it's um, you're exposed to a lot but you're also like the the it's kind of set up in a way where you can be as academic as you like or you can be as performance focused as you like and you can kind of lean into whichever one or both if you, if you ideally I suppose but um, there, there's so much kind of time for really working on your performance stuff um, and like as you say you're meeting international students there's a great relationship typically between the undergrads and the, and the master students so that brings in another sort of um, element to it like you might have a couple of classes with some of the master students and the visiting tutors coming through so it's not even though you have your regular weekly teacher you're still getting at least three top class musicians coming through every semester um, so you're being exposed to a lot and I, for me I liked it because on the one hand like you're pushed and you're like kind of pushed outside the tradition at times but at the same time like you know, it, it's kind of set up in a way that, like, if Seamus Ennis was to walk in off the street and sit down and play for an hour, he'd be A1, you know, that way. Like, yeah. so it's, it's the, the sort of the, oh, I think there's an openness to recognizing the importance of, like, kind of um, the tradition, but also kind of if you want to go exploring, you can as well, you know, like. Um. You talk in terms of the theory and the performance, <coughs> but music is a business. So is that covered? in Limerick and the reason I ask is I know that I chatted with McClannery at Folk Alliance a few years ago and Mick mentioned how he had been through Colossus de Van Nifa in uh, Cork and the part of their curriculum included the business yeah. of music yeah the, the business side of it is and again music is a business if you want it to be a business yeah. you know what I mean it doesn't, it doesn't have to be but um, the yeah, like I mean, there's definitely we had. Um, I think there was like a uh, a module we took at one stage in the business department when in, when I was there. Anyway, I think I think there's definitely an opening there for it to be tweaked, maybe to, towards music or uh, you know another another thing is that the, the legal side of things would be would be a wonderful kind of thing to, to mm -hmm. have a bit more focus on. But I suppose it's not. You're getting into very specific if you're definitely going for a performance career like you know whereas I think it's, it's probably 
at the undergraduate level it's probably still a little bit more open than that because you've got you know you might want to go teaching or this might just be your degree and you're going to go to a master's in something totally different altogether right um, and I, I never I, I never did the master's in performance down there but I wonder uh, if there might be a bit more of it in that I do remember um we had a few, even just again, like informal, informal discussions or like even like short lectures like that were really helpful. Like in terms of like, I remember sitting down at one stage and basically just got a list of these are the the, the DJs in Ireland that you need to hit with the CD yeah. if you're releasing. You know, and like really yeah. practical stuff. And um, and again, so some of it is like you know formalised, but a lot of it is kind of the the, the connections you make and the, the your chat with your tutor every week. And you know, it's it's. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's definitely there's, there's scope to tailor it more, but you don't want to. I suppose you don't want to like funnel everyone through into a performance kind of thing. Like music, the music exists. I mean, uh, arguably more organically away from the stage. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's, it's the session is the kind of nearly like one of the the, the natural settings for it. Like it is, but for uh, in any environment, you know, people have to put food on the table, and the industry can be quite brutal. And the other aspect of the industry that we're all got very familiar with is that because of the streaming platforms, it can undermine and uh, you talk the legal issue, copyright and all the rest, it can devalue an awful lot of what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's and people don't understand, I don't think I don't think everyone understands the sheer significance of the difference in money that comes in mm-hmm. from a CD sale versus Spotify. And and you know, everyone's on Spotify pretty much because that's kind of the de facto now, but like um, we did the oh, we did the math on it one day in Glitch and we like we had so many thousands of streams or whatever and we were kinda like I think if we'd have sold like a dozen CDs we'd have made as much money. Like you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. the problem there is twelve people have heard your music instead of the, the few thousand but yeah. I, I, I still wonder about that for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think I think, um, and then as a consequence, you get to so even watching the touring scene here in the states, like as in the bands are doing a lot more of the merchandise than the CDs mm-hmm. now, and which is you know it's great that people can support it that way, and, and but we're also like there is also an element of like we're only making stuff for the sake of making stuff to sell stuff and, and you know if you want to get into but environmental like concerns know, and, and all that you know it's like, like in a balance and all that yeah. but as I say you still have to put food on the table yeah, yeah. and the other thing uh, that is very much in the um, ether these days is AI um, and how and what it, its potential is now it can never replace a live performance which is one of the great things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that's not the same. I, I actually saw, uh, and it's relevant to what you do, I attended a concert in Ottawa a few weeks ago on augmented accordion. Okay. Are you familiar? No. The accordionist, and I'll find the name and share which after, he sat up there and he played and he said, this is not an accordion. Okay. This is a computer that looks like an accordion. Okay. And he explained how some of the functionality. Oh, okay, okay, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the AI kind of scares me in, in many ways for lots, lots of reasons. But but the, I, don't, I don't know how deep we want to get into it. No. But if we think about like from a composition point of view, I find it really interesting. Like we're in a tradition where we're even if we compose tunes they're still coming from this shared language, this shared, like, 
range of motifs that we have for a couple of hundred years that have been yeah a shared psyche in a way right yeah right so and ultimately like that's kind of what the ai is aspiring to is like the idea that like if we pool all of the resources we can collectively come up with something relevant and maybe better but at least functional you know and 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 so on on that sort of level it's 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 fine I, I, there's no issue at all with the issue is is that the the blocking off of like is in the people who will use AI the people who are in the, the the position to use AI are going to be able to have more likely to have the money to be able to copyright and legally bound off what they do despite the fact that it's actually as we understand in this tradition built off of a hundred couple few hundred years right. of, of shared collective working together right. and I think it's even something that even musicians in the business who compose like like I composed tunes myself and recorded them like still sometimes a little uneasy about it because I like what I love composition I don't want the next musician to have to come to me or to license that tune from me I would much rather them feel comfortable because it's a it's not about the composition it's about what you do with the composition that's kind of the whole point of the tradition and so it's I think sometimes these models of you know the sort of western legal system and copyright law and all this is put onto our music in a way that doesn't really make sense and uh, I think the repercussions coming from AI could be even even bigger I think yeah well when you're talking that concept what strikes me is you say you, you know you compose someone else takes it <coughs> and plays it likes it creates something and in what they create incorporates a bit of what they learn from you but then copyrights that so you nearly get to the point you can't play your own music Do you know yeah and 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 it's 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 bizarre yeah. you know yeah yeah um yeah but I think we're getting to so fairly big life structures there you know? yeah but you know these are the kind of things that are, are fascinating and we all learn from it so here in Godrich um, you're teaching um, the great thing about this here is it starts early in the morning goes on all day and you have all ages and everything how are you finding the experience relative to other places you've been I mean it, it's lovely it, it's um, it's it's cool the the way they've like set up the classes and there's a big range of classes mm -hmm. and like kind of like sort of um they're, they're even like kind of thought-provoking class titles to like take you in in a particular in a particular way like i think connell who i'm here playing with is from from Gwitcha. he's teaching like a kind of a harmonic theory class but it's you know a traditional music kind of approach to it like and um, so even though it's essentially it's a guitar class but it's actually you know it, 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 he has to come at it with a different emphasis than he would maybe he might be starting with the right hand kind of this is the strumming pattern so it's kind of okay we're going to skip that for now and like you know so yeah. these little tweaks make it really interesting we've had a I've had a great few classes on teaching a, an intermediate piano accordion class um, we're flying it and uh, then there's an advanced piano accompaniment class which is interesting because like piano accompaniment in Irish music anyway I, I, I love like you know but the the nature of it for a hundred odd years has been like you come at it from all sorts of places like you might have a a lapsed classical musician or you know someone who had a piano at home growing up or someone who's a box player who decided you know what I'm going to try and transfer over to the piano so it's really fun to kind of get all these different backgrounds I think I think we might even have like uh, someone who plays organ for for church you know that way in the class you know so all the different kind of ways of coming in at the music and what you can bring with you and what you need to kind of maybe you know 
leave behind maybe is a strong word, but you know, like the, the kind of what, what we tweak to, to kind of suit the tradition. So, um, yeah, having a great time teaching here, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of like something akin to a, you know, the way like a, a Willie Clancy or a Joe Mooney summer yeah. school is kind of set up in that you've got the, the classes in the afternoon and then like the the less structured kind of tune playing happens at night like and so it, it's kind of really enjoyable and, and the small town vibe really fits that because I think a lot of the time at some of the festivals in North America you kind of come and it's like there might be 12 stages and they're it's great it's such an amazing thing to observe but it's really funny to explain to someone that actually if you were at an Irish festival at home an Irish music festival at home a lot of the time we just kind of we just all agree to go to some town, like you know, yeah. and, and, and play music, and yeah. so um, it's it's a really nice balance of those kind of two things. I think here it's, it's really it's really fun. You're teaching in uh, Indiana, is it? So I'm I'm a, yeah I'm, I'm a graduate student there, so I'm I'm doing a PhD in ethnomusicology. Yep. In <coughs> Indiana University, Bloomington. Uh, so doing a bit of teaching, kind of as part of that, and um, yeah, so I'm. I'm three years into it now at this stage like so um moving on to the sort of getting getting to the end of my coursework stage now and down to get it'll be getting down to kind of research and writing soon enough a lot of the <coughs> graduates from limerick would then tend to go elsewhere for what you're doing what brings you to a particular venue? What brought you to, to Bloomington? So Bloomington, it's really interesting in, in many... So Aileen Delan would have been my supervisor down in Limerick for my... Mm. I did an MA under her, and um, she definitely kind of suggested that I'd look at some of the US, particularly because I did the MA at a time where I was touring a lot. So it was by research rather than by class, like there was no coursework as such. And I was kind of missing that, like, intense having deadlines every week to read you know and um, so in that's kind of the way it's kind of structured in the US it's like it's kind of, it's your job basically right. like you know you're 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 <coughs> you're paid to kind of teach or whatever but it really it's, it's you're, you're there doing the the readings every week and um, so chatted to a few different places and and um, God rest him Nick Maloney was was a big um, help in, in, in kind of showing me kind of the, the options and the, the places to look um, his own school weren't actually taking people that particular year but um, I chatted with a few people in, in Indiana David McDonald there his, who actually works on Israel-Palestine um, but is a piper and, and has a huge keen interest in Irish and then what's interesting about Bloomington is it's actually in the folklore department rather than the music department so you kind of come with a, a, this sort of perspective uh, that, that's a bit broader again and if I'm coming from a particular viewpoint um, which really spoke to me and then once I kind of got into the folklore kind of chatting with the folklore people I realised well Ray Cashman is there who studies in Ireland, like Ireland and then you've got uh, Barbara Hillers who's a, a German but, but Irish speaker and you know and so there's suddenly there's, there's this like there's a really good Irish focus in, in, the, in the place as well as other students um, Fionn McGowan was a year ahead of me he's a great great musician from Dublin as well um, and many others so it kind of ended up with this this kind of draw in that it was uh, I knew there would be music around then even outside the university Gray Larson who's a wonderful wonderful um, flute player has written a couple of books and um, not, not in academia if you know like very much just kind of but he runs the the um, 
the local session there for the last however it's been mm-hmm. the session's been running <coughs> the last 40 years and he's been running it for the last I don't know how long but um, so there was just kind of all these little things kind of came together and it just sort of made sense and, and then the offer came in and honestly it was probably touch and go like we had a fair few gig- one for the Foxes had just released the CD the year the pandemic hit and we had a fair few gigs lined up and they were su- suddenly kind of fallen and so while it w- went from being this thing like will I do it won't I do it to well if everything else is going away might as well do it like yeah. so um, and yeah fast forward three years and here here I am like yeah when you started with the two button uh, Horner did you ever anticipate you'd be where you are today uh, I don't think so I don't think I I'd, I'm probably when I was a teenager started thinking about like a maybe 16 16 or so start thinking about it and I think honestly at the moment it kind of clicked with like first honestly first day of college in UL myself and Colin from Gwitcha we we had played together in the Leinster youth group that previous summer right so it was part of a big it was great fun we had, we had dared to feel actually Colin's sister helped set that up along with Gary Lynch who's a huge figure in the in the music scene and has done a lot for especially like my generation musicians but um we knew each other so we kind of gravitated towards each other that you know that first day it was like oh that's the face i recognized so we, we were chatting and that first day i think we had both said to each other you know like by the end of this course i'd love to be performing full-time mm-hmm. and so that was kind of that kind of set it in motion you know and then, then like within whatever a few a few hours the whole kind of class were playing music together and then we got um, we were playing away with Anya then and it just kind of spiralled from there but I suppose that was that was really when from the performance point of view that's where it really kind of like from a professional point of view that's where I thought about it You've been living on this side of the Atlantic now for what three, four years? <coughs> Only two because of my oh. first year was online oh, yeah, right. yeah. Do you see yourself staying or going back to Ireland? Uh, so John obviously is from Denver so um, there's always there's the draw both both ways. I think yeah. I think we'll we'll we're kind of fairly open to to see what happens. Um, Colorado's gorgeous, yeah. uh, but you know so is Ireland, like you know. And <laughs> um, there's a uh, there's a lot to be said as well for kind of being. You'd miss a lot of things about home for sure, like, yeah. you know. So yeah. we'll that's that's an ongoing discussion that we'll we'll kind of see where it goes. Tyke, it's been wonderful meeting and chatting with you. We're going to share some of your music. Great. Um, and. Uh, uh, hopefully, if anyone if anyone wants to find more out, uh, yeah, where should they find you now? So onefortheFoxes.com is the, is the the website. We'll be um, gigging over the next little while, and then we've another we'll, we'll be announcing a, a March April kind of t- tour shortly enough. But also the the reason we're here is we're actually filling in for for Gwitcha, who had kind of last minute US visa issues. So uh, do check out Gwitcha.ie as well. It's always great music. Thank you.